0: Popping the lid on all things real estate with Tina Miller Light and Sherry Anhouser Bush. Your place to pop in and learn all about the home buying and selling process in a fun and lighthearted manner. Good morning, y'all, and welcome to another edition of Popping the Lid on All Things Real Estate with Tina Miller Light and Sherry Anhouser Bush. Y'all, it is raining. Cats and dogs and escrows today and atmospheric rivers. Yes, atmospheric rivers for sure. What is an atmospheric river?
1: Well, I happened to look it up because they've been talking about it all weekend, right? Of course you did. It says the definition are like rivers in the sky that transport water vapor outside of the tropics. So when atmospheric rivers make landfall, they often release water vapor in the form of rain or snow. So that's what we've been experiencing. Here. Well, it needs to stop. Yeah, it does. Oh my
0: god, I had a client call me yesterday, and she said that her roof on the mobile home that she we just sold it, um, like September, I
1: think. Uh oh, is the roof leaking? No,
0: worse. So her neighbor <laughs> called her and said, "Hey, hey man, the roof on your on your mobile yeah. home." Collapsed <gasps> in the carport and it crushed the buyer's car.
1: Oh, no. So, so, the buyer's not, the new homeowner is not there to know this or she hadn't walked outside to see it yet?
0: No, no. They were there. The homeowner was there. Oh. But the neighbor who is friends with the seller called the seller because she doesn't oh. own the house anymore so the neighbor called oh, the seller and oh, said, so, hey, guess what just happened here to your <gasps> year old oh, that's awful. so luckily they had insurance, insurance
1: and so yeah it's covered well a lot of stuff like that's been happening especially even just to our roadways i wonder what caltrans yes. is going to do once all this clears up
0: hopefully they're going to fix all the damn potholes
1: no kidding at and just the damage that the atmospheric rivers have made on our roadways
0: Tina has taken all her jewelry off. I'm ready. I didn't want any jingling. I'm she, serious. Rolling up my
1: sleeves. It's hot in here. It's hot she, as a...
0: It's hotter than a well digger's butt.
1: <laughs> in our recording studio, Sherry likes to keep it hot, hot, hot. I, will,
0: I, will, I have Hot a, as a
1: sauna. I have a window. My window doesn't open. And
0: so that's unfortunate for me. But it's not about me. It's about you, The listeners. Our people.
1: That's right. We gotta get you the information one way or another, whether we're sweating our butts off or in air conditioned office. We'll work on that.
0: Boy, <laughs> <Well>, we went <laughs> off the rails big time this morning. like girl. What are we talking about today? We're gonna be talking about common terms that you hear, common real estate terms that you'll hear.
1: Oh, yeah throughout this the process. A good good yeah.
0: Because you know. A lot of buyers and sellers don't really know what these terms are and they're common for us and we just throw them out like it's nothing. So it's important that everybody understands what we're talking about. So we're going to break down real estate lingo today.
1: All right. Let's start with appraisals. The A's. Let's start with the top of the alphabet.
0: Oh, okay. We're going to go an alphabet a quarter. <laughs> I dig it. Well, maybe. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Today. I think
1: appraisals are really important. One of the most important terms that we have in real estate.
0: Yep. If it doesn't, the lender will only loan on the appraised value. And so it's important that those appraisals come in at the the purchase price. Hey, do you ever
1: get your appraisal wear on before you meet an appraiser? Come on. I know you do. Are you implying that I have an appraisal shirt? I think so. Do <laughs> it's like a charm. It does. <laughs> well, we have to be looking our best when we meet the appraiser. It's usually the listing agent yeah. that will meet the appraiser
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the house to show whatever comparables we came up with when we first listed the home. So we can make sure that we're comparing apples to apples and where we came with up with our price. Yep.
0: And so an appraisal contingency is basically a clause that's going to allow the buyer to dissolve a purchase contract if a home's appraised value comes in less than the sale's price. And the appraiser is hired by the lender's, or sorry, by the buyer's lender. And he's the one that's going to evaluate the value of the home to ensure the loan's cured by the appropriate home value. And so lender's job is to make sure that they're not going to be overpaying for the property.
1: Oh, yeah. Plus, they're also looking at little issues with the house that there might be, peeling paint. Um, They want to make sure that the house is in the best condition it can be before they loan the money. So there might be some, they might call out some issues before they loan. They want to make sure taken care of.
0: And they always, the first things that they look at they can out help me measure, but also they need to make sure that you have smoke detectors. By the way, it was just daylight savings time. And so this is a good time for you guys to change the batteries in your smoke detectors and change your air filters.
1: Yep. Hey, did you know, I just found out we had a couple of rentals that one of my clients has. We had the city came out, they have this rental program, um, housing program through the city. And they do, um, I don't know if it's annually or maybe every five years, they do like a, a health and safety inspection. And so they came out and some of the smoke detectors didn't work and they were hardwired up in the ceiling. And I guess those go out over time. Your smoke detectors don't last. I don't know how long they last, but eventually you have to replace them. So something to keep in consideration, yes. During the spring is a good time to go through and check all of those things.
0: Okay, so next up we have as is. Oh,
1: I love this one. Take it away, Tina. Well, usually when someone says they're selling their property as is, that means in a seller's point of view, they don't want to make any repairs. They don't want to put any money into the house. They are selling the property in the current condition it is. So don't ask for any repairs or replacements of anything. Is that realistic?
0: Yeah, totally realistic.
1: Totally realistic. So it just kind of prepares the buyer to know that the seller is not wanting to do anything in addition to sell the home.
0: And in California, all homes is in a purchase agreement that all homes in California are sold as is. But that doesn't mean that a buyer can't write a request for repairs and the seller can either say yes or no
1: or that's when your handy dandy realtors come into play and they negotiate Mm -hmm. right that's our negotiating skills for our buyers and sellers we might uh, negotiate to repair some of the items depending on what they are we usually like to keep the health and safety
0: yeah don't be asking me for a dog door
1: oh i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we've seen some crazy things still bad about you know landlord. you're buying a used home most of the time it's not a brand new build when you're doing a request for repair the home is aged so you have to take that in consideration you're not getting brand new everything right
0: backup offers
1: all right well this one actually has done me really well in the past when I first started in the business um, even if the listing said it was pending And my clients saw that it was pending. They still wanted to look at it. They wanted to see it. They wanted to know what the price was and if the sellers were accepting what we call backup offers. So I take them to look at the property. They loved it. We put in backup offers. Yeah, initially we sat for a little bit, but lo and behold, the current escrow fell out of escrow the current um, pending fell out of escrow and we were able to move in and swoop on the property because we were in a backup position. So those are always good. If you really love the house, go ahead and have your agent or realtor put in your backup offer because you never know.
0: You never know, has happened to me as well. So don't be afraid to put in off those backup offers if you see something that
1: you you like. That's right.
0: So, buyer's agent and listing
1: agent. Yes, there is a difference between the two, although a realtor can be both or do both sides.
0: Yeah, most of us work in like a double capacity representing, you know, buyers and sellers. And sometimes we operate where we're selling the seller's house and then we're finding them another house and so we're a seller's agent and a buyer's agent for the same
1: client. That's right or and sometimes we might even represent both the seller and the buyer on the same property. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often but occasionally
0: and that's called dual agency. So we are going to take a quick break for just a second, and we'll be right back with you guys. Hey, just a quick reminder of our inaugural Spread Some Love Peanut Butter and Jelly Drive to benefit the Pavarello House. Donations will be accepted through April 2nd, which is National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. You can drop off your donations at either office, the Clovis office in Old Town Clovis at 565 Pulaski Avenue. Or the Fresno office at 575 East Alluvial Avenue, but also on April 2nd, Sequoia Brewing Company at Champlain and Perrin, mm-hmm. so Sequoia North will be hosting a peanut butter drive for us as well. You can drop off your donations of peanut butter or jelly there and have a peanut butter stout or a peanut butter and jelly flavored martini. And let me tell you, that thing is good hey guys we're back and we're gonna pick up where we left off we're going to be talking about what closing means so closing is it's a magical day for for everybody because that means that your home is considered final sale
1: that's right everyone has signed their paperwork and the escrow company has sent it to the the file down to the County Recorder's office and the county recorder has recorded the new owner's name on the property and the celebration begins. Keys are handed over and the new homeowners, the buyers, get to start moving their stuff in.
0: And it's the best day ever. That is my favorites. It's oh I think it's every realtor's favorite day. It's closing day when they get to turn those keys over to those buyers and see their excitement to be able to celebrate that that win with them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it's a win for us too, you know? It's it's been a thirty to 45 to five days sometime escrow and or more. And so it's it's a great day for everybody.
0: Closing cost. This one
1: could this one is could be a lot of closing costs or a little closing costs. It really just depends on your lender and what your loan um, what type of loan you're taking out. So closing costs would be any money that you need to put down on the property that you need to bring to escrow before we can close.
0: Okay, now we are going to talk about
1: due diligence. This one's an important one, right?
0: This is super important. I know if you've listened to our previous whole whopping 2 podcast that we've done, we have drilled in these contingency periods. And so due diligence is that 17 days that you have in the contract to perform. And so you're going to drop your deposit And you're going to review all of the seller disclosures, the governmental reports, the NHD, the preliminary title report. You're going to do your inspections, home inspection, pest inspection, roof inspection, whatever inspections that you're ordering. This is your period of time to review all the disclosures and do your inspections and review those. um, And understand what you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. To, To have a full picture of what, you're purchasing and to see if there's anything that's going to be a deal breaker for you that you just feel like you can't move forward. But this is when your deposit is safe is during that due diligence time. So day 17, when you release those contingencies, and if you back out after that, then your deposit is now at risk. And so you, this due diligence period is very very
1: important. That's right. And your realtor will be able to keep track of that for you. Speaking of deposit, that brings us to our next one, which is the earnest money deposit, we call it. And it's sometimes referred to as the good faith deposit, because basically you're putting down anywhere from one to 3% of the purchase price into escrow to hold during the transaction period, during the escrow period, and that's a, sh- a sign of good faith to the sellers that you really want to purchase the property and you're gonna be doing your inspections and your due diligence during that 17 day period. And so anywhere from one, here and where we are, we do anywhere from one to 3%. Yeah, and please hear me when I say
0: that if you get an email from someone with wiring instructions, whether it be deposit or your, your closing funds, please call your escrow company and confirm that they sent you that email. You have to confirm those wiring instructions because we don't want anybody to be a victim of wire fraud.
1: Yeah, and that has happened in the past. So just be careful, listen to your realtor, and make sure that you're checking out if you have any doubt at all, call and verify.
0: Yeah, more than likely. I mean, it's, it is from the lender or the escrow company, but I mean, it's happened. And so it's just best to just call and confirm with your escrow officer.
1: That's right. And for those of you that don't know the definition of what your escrow does, the escrow holder, they are an impartial third party who collects the money and all the documents. So the contract and everything, they make sure everything's on track. They're running um, they're running insurance, running stuff against the, the property to make sure that there's no liens, that there's no, you know, other parties involved in the sale of the property. They're confirming all that is good. and they are, again, an impartial third party that is going to track everything and keep the money until the very end and disperse it. Equity. This is a good one because I get clients calling me, telling me, oh my gosh, you know, I got a, I just got a phone call. They're talking about doing an equity loan. What is that? So equity is?
0: Equity is the the difference between what you, Owe on your house and what you can sell it for.
1: That's right. And a good example, when you purchase a home, and let's say the home you purchase for know, dollars and the appraisal comes in actually higher at like $250,000, you have instant equity in that home of $10,000. And we love to see that. But then you also can build equity over time. And that's why they say real estate is one of the best investments you can make because over time you're building equity into your home.
0: Yeah, so to calculate the equity, you're going to take the market value of your home and subtract any mortgages or liens that you have against the property. And the amount left over is going to be the amount of equity that you have in your house.
1: That's right. Let's talk about federal loans. So like an FHA loan. An FHA loan is a part of a group of loans that are insured by the federal government. So, and this means instead of actually lending money, the FHA insures banks and private lenders that they will cover losses just in case the borrower does not repay the loan in full or timely. So, you know, if you have a foreclosure or something, then the federal government is going to make sure that that loan's paid off.
0: And typically, government-backed loans have a lower interest rate. Um, but keep in mind that FHA loan limit is $472,030. So there are limits to that. You can't use an FHA loan on like nine nine $900,000 house or something like that. So it's important to note that.
1: And you also have that PMI every yep. month. So, something we can get into when we have a lender come in and talk with us. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Loan contingency. Loan contingency is also known as a mortgage contingency. Um, Mm -hmm. In an offer contract, it allows a buyer to back out of a deal and keep the deposit if they're unable to secure a mortgage, mortgage, (laughs) (laughs) so pretty much all offers unless they're paying cash or unless they're really, really secure in getting their loan. um, Sometimes they'll drop that loan contingency to make the offer sweeter, but it's having that loan contingency in place allows the buyer, the security to know if something happens along the 30 or 45 day escrow period, let's say they lose their job or something happens and they're, they fall out of their loan that it gives them a backup to be able to recover their deposit and get out of the transaction.
0: Okay, so now we're gonna talk about the pre-approval letter. And this is really where it all begins. That's
1: right, the golden ticket. Oh. You like that, huh? I do like that.
0: (laughs) So your pre-approval letter is what you need to get from your lender before we can start submitting offers. And so that means that the lender has ran your, your credit reports. He's verified um, debts and your, your, what am I trying to say? Your income.
1: Yeah, your debt to income ratios. If you can afford the house or not and at what, what amount of home you can afford.
0: Right. And that's important to know because mm-hmm. you want to know what price range that you're going to be shopping in and what your interest rate's going to be, what your payment's going to be. And that's going to kind of dictate, you know, how we look for these properties for you.
1: Yeah. And you get the opportunity to also work with the lender and let them know what you're comfortable paying. So you're not, what do we call it? House poor.
0: Half poor. Yeah.
1: Where you can't, you can afford it, but not really.
0: Yeah, so you're locked in your house you can never leave that's right you can't go out and get your beer and your
1: nope you gotta cake you gotta have beans and rice and cook at home and you can't ever go out to a restaurant
0: be living on a prison diet <laughs> What's
1: a prison diet crackers crackers that's a pr- I wouldn't
0: you know, know what? that. you know what okay so back in I've the day back in the day they talked about when you're in prison you have bread and water and like crackers and that's kind of what you get. I don't know. I think they eat pretty good. They
1: eat better than we do. (laughs) I wouldn't know, but I think they eat pretty pretty good.
0: I watch a lot of True
1: Crime. Oh, oh, they talk about what they eat. Okay. Offer. Okay, let's talk about an offer. Offer and counteroffers. So an offer is basically when a buyer comes in and they love a home, their realtor writes up an offer. We call it a purchase agreement. And then... We present it to the seller, seller, the listing agent. If it's accepted, then it goes into escrow.
0: That happened to me actually last night. Yay! I wrote an offer for my clients. We looked at a lot of houses. We found the one, it was competitive. I had to get creative and work my fanny off. We were competing with a cash offer. And a conventional offer and we were an FHA so a government loan good loans um, got accepted last night and so this morning we opened up escrow I did advise my clients to verify any wiring instructions that came from the escrow company you competed
1: hard for that that
0: I I competed my what made the difference in your offer just Uh, give
1: one example we Agreed to
0: a small appraisal gap. I Ooh. promised, yeah, I promised this agent that I would be responsive always. I promised her that we would not nickel and dime her to death on requests for repairs. So we would stick to health and safety issues only. Ain't asking for no dog doors, sorry. Did you talk to your clients about this? We did. We had many discussions about this. Good. Um, We're all on the same page. I just, and I made sure that I had a great rapport with the listing agent. And I, Tina just showed me the clock. I guess I'm rambling.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I just wanted to let you know where we were with time. So, we can keep going if you want, yeah, I just We've got I, more terms to discuss. I just completely forgot what I was saying, <laughs> so I guess we're moving on. <laughs> Let's see the preliminary report, we call it a prelim. It It's something that the title company or escrow will run on every property that goes into escrow and it reveals any issue with title that need to be dealt with by the seller in order to deliver a clear title to the buyer when we close escrow.
0: Yeah, and it'll also tell if there are any liens on, yep. the, on the property, too. So that's important. This so type
1: of report it. also requires an uh, insurance company to issue title insurance. So this is something that the seller typically in the past, customarily here, pays for. Mm-hmm. And I forget, it's like a percentage. It's a percentage of the purchase price, right? I don't know. It's usually like, I want to say it depends on the purchase price. so Something to investigate. Yes. Proof of funds. Proof of funds on an offer means that the buyer is needing to come up with some kind of proof that they have the down payment. And so typically a proof of funds would be that golden ticket, the pre-approval letter because basically the lender is already in a situation where they're getting funding the lender has already verified that they have the funds in a cash offer it means that we're see, we're looking at bank statements we're looking at 401k's we're going to we're looking to see where they're going to be pulling the money from
0: and, and don't pull the money out from under your mattress no we, we can't do that that no. doesn't
1: the doesn't government work. doesn't like that
0: no <laughs> they're going to think you're a drug dealer don't do that
1: Yes, there are really strict rules um, with that, as far as where you can get the money from. Let's see. We already talked about purchase agreements, Yay. basically on offers, and let's ooh, let's talk about rent back. Okay, what I, is rent back?
0: I I just did that in my offer as well. I told you I got ooh. creative. See, yeah. we came back to I it. I love it.
1: We came back to talking we came about back me. To it. So your sellers needed more time in their house.
0: Um, Yeah, the seller did need, their moving
1: and they did need
0: a little bit of time. They needed a few days to be able to get all their stuff out of the house after close of escrow. And so we did give them a rent back for seven days. And you can charge the the sellers for that time, like a rent. We didn't do that because we really wanted to offer accepted. So we said, listen, man... You can stay in the house for seven days for free. So it's called a seller in possession. And so we gave them that week. Take your time. Let us know if you need anything. But that's really a great
1: tool to use um, to help the seller out and to get an accepted offer. Oh, yeah. I mean, where else can you stay for free for seven nights? You can't even go on vacation for free for seven nights you can move back into your mama's garage for free, maybe. Maybe. Ooh, garage. I can let my son move back into my house, though, that's for sure. <laughs> so I think that kind of pretty much wraps up our terms. So those are the kind of the most important ones. And as we do our podcasting, I'm sure we'll delve into others that are just as important and get a little bit more specific.
0: I I feel like we were all over the place today, and like mm-hmm. this is this
1: is not the, our greatest shining moment. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love. I'm loving that that baseball cap you're wearing. She's got a Sherry's got a a cap, a baseball cap on today because she's going to get her hair done shortly. Because it's
0: raining, it's raining. atmospheric rivers,
1: yes. and she, it has the it has a badge of the California bear. It's like a license plate me. Yeah, it's, it's like like a license, license plate. Yeah, and it says Running Realtor, cuz that's her other name. She's the Running Realtor.
0: Yep, that's my alter ego. So anyway,
1: um I hope next- you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you got some I hope you got some good information today and we will see you next week for some more great information. Do we know what our topic's going to be? We
0: don't. We don't, but if you're listening,
1: I hope somebody's
0: listening, and you want to text Tina or myself with some topic ideas, we will certainly discuss them for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But go, on other- to our, go on to our websites, and I believe our information should be on there now at the bottom of our podcast page where you can connect with us and let us know your thoughts and leave us leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Okay, you guys, I hope that you guys have a great day. It is raining, but full disclosure, it's it's Tuesday. It's not Thursday. And so when I say that it's raining and you hear this podcast on Thursday, just know we're not losing our minds. We actually record on Tuesday and post on Thursday, Thursday. So stay dry out there today, Tuesday. See you next week. Peace, love, and real estate.